1: What's up, Dynasty Command Center Nation? This is Curtis Patrick. Before we get into episode 44, I just want to remind you, if you haven't already grabbed your copy of the Dynasty Command Center Rookie Guide series, uh, hit pause and go do it now. Go over to rotoviz.com, go to the top of the homepage, and hit 2020 Rookie Guide for 14 dollars you get all three issues of our Rookie Guide series. Right now, the pre-Combine content is out. That's what Travis and I are going to be talking about in this episode. And then about seven to ten days after the NFL Combine, you'll get uh, issue two. And seven to ten days after the NFL Draft, you're going to get issue three. We're going to be with you all along the way as we get more and more information about these Rookie Prospects. And make sure that you are making informed decisions in your rookie drafts, in your Dynasty Leagues, in your Debbie Leagues, um, or even if you just read the stuff for fun. Uh, It's great content. We have amazing artwork with our partner, Sean Morris. And uh, I think this is the no-brainer of all no-brainers. rotoviz.com, Dynasty Command Center, Rookie Guide. Okay, so we are in episode 44. We're going to talk about Tier 2. Rookie wide receivers. We've already talked extensively about how high we are on Jalen Rager. We've done it on this podcast. I've been uh, doing a road show. Travis has done some appearances. I mean, everyone has heard us talk plenty about Jalen Rager. So we're not going to include him in this in this tier or, uh, in this episode because he's not a tier two guy for us. Um, the other guys we're not going to talk about today are Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb. So those three are off the table. Who is the next tier of guys that has that big? ceiling the big upside they have the production profile they have some of the breakout age uh and other data points that we look for and uh guys that we should really be excited about in the middle to back half of round one in dynasty rookie drafts so i'm gonna kick it over to uh the most trusted uh co-host in the industry travis may who are we talking about today man
2: the most. now. I'm going to have to go down the list and see the other co hosts. I, I don't know. <laughs> that puts me in some uh, solid solid company there. So thank you. But uh, uh, I would say, I mean, we, we're looking at, I mean, just looking at our rankings with with the rookie guy. I mean, we've got LaVisca Chenault, Colorado, T. Higgins, Clemson, Justin Jefferson, LSU, uh, KJ Hamler, Penn State, and Henry Ruggs of Alabama. Uh, that's going to be the, the players that we talk about today. And the one player that we are. Just kind of, I guess, strategically leaving out of the the mix that has been a, a top Devy name and a top prospect according to uh, uh, NFL Draft Twitter, I guess, and Fantasy Twitter. It's Hi- Tyler Johnson of Minnesota. We're going to leave him out of this tier for now, just because we're a little, you know, still a little bit concerned that he's going to miss the uh, draft capital threshold of, of being inside day two. Um, and even though he has that 99th percentile. Type production profile uh, as far as you know breakout age and dominator and adjusted yards per team pass attempt everything you want to see from a production standpoint. He, he's just not going to be somebody that we dwell on too much today. But the other guys are going to be a lot of fun. They're I mean they're very very different players, different sizes, different wide receiver projected roles at the, at the next level. Uh, so just can't wait to dive into that. Uh, but before we do, I, I I did just have a special Devy. Uh, fantasy football episode and, and kind of talking about national signing day some of the top incoming freshmen and other other top future nfl studs and playmakers uh, so I, I did but what, what i realized is I, I didn't talk about any quarterbacks at all and so it's time again for our betonline.ag debbie player of the week betonline.ag is your online sportsbook expert use the promo code blue Wire, all one word for a 50 percent welcome bonus DJ Yuongolele is the Debbie Player of the Week. And, and if you're if you're not uh, familiar with how to spell that, that's okay. Uh, but DJ Yuongolele is our Debbie Player of the Week. He was uh, a stud in in high school. Uh, if you actually watched the Netflix series on QB1, uh, you might have already seen him. He came in uh, in relief for Real Mitchell, who ended up going to Iowa State. Uh, he was this uh, huge quarterback i mean he's a monster he kind of looks like uh, young uh, cam newton really and and uh it was kind of disappointing if you're watching the show you like the star of the show struggles gets benched and eventually injured and you see this guy that they barely even feature uh, but he's just kind of tearing it up and you're like man who is this guy and then if you do any research you realize oh wow this this kid's got like a more than ten to one interception ratio throughout high school. Uh, just add some rushing yards, you know, having a half dozen rushing touchdowns uh, to boot with his ridiculous passing stats uh, every single year in high school. And then comes to, come to find later. I mean, unless you've been really following recruiting, you kind of find out. Oh, wow! So this guy that was the backup for the star of the, the QB one and Netflix show ends up being you know the top rated or second rated quarterback in the 2020 uh, recruiting class for all of college football Uh, and really by by many people's standards he could be the best player uh, in the class i mean when you look at 24 7 sports their personal ratings they did him they did have him above even bryce young at alabama uh, who's supposed to be the answer for them as quarterback uh, post tuatango bailoa but Yuan Galele is going to have to wait because he's going to Clemson, so he's going to have to sit behind Trevor Lawrence, but I can't imagine that's going to hurt him to learn from really, debatably, the best quarterback in college football and the best college quarterback prospect uh, to come out of high school and potentially to come out, out into the pros that we've seen in recent memory, so he's going to have a chance to learn Uh, get some good playmakers developed around him and then probably just again there's not going to be any break in the Clemson dominance after uh, Trevor Lawrence is gone and DJ Yongolele who like I said features to be like a Cam Newton that can pass even better Uh, that type of upside type player uh, he he's probably going to be in in the national championship in the college football playoff you're going to be able to see this guy play uh, a lot in prime time here very soon so if you want to sound smart and uh, you know practicing his name it's DJ Yoan Galele and the end is kind of like a little a little, uh, little silent there but uh, you know kind of like Tua Tonga but uh, yeah keep a, him, him and his name in your pocket uh, as you uh, get ready for the future of uh, college football and the future of quarterback play in the NFL too. So that's it. That's our betonline.ag Devi player of the week. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag.
1: Let's let's get into the meat of the episode here. We want to talk about um, the, this first trio guys, LaVisca, Chenault, T. Higgins, and Jeff, Justin Jefferson. So um, three actually very different players um, and kind of different paths to upside in the NFL. Um, just referencing the Dynasty Command Center, Rookie Guide, uh, and and how these guys came out and our balanced ranks from the team. Uh, looking at our top 60 and our tiers here, LaVisca Chenault checks in at uh, player number seven overall, followed by T. Higgins, and then uh, Jefferson uh, is just a half step below him um, down at the 1.11 spot. So Travis, um, LaVisca Chenault, kind of um, of these three guys, th- maybe more of the tumultuous, uh, college path right so he didn't do much um, as a freshman uh, broke out in 2018 with just that insane season he had a 46 percent um dominator rating 86 uh, catches over a thousand yards six receiving touchdowns and then he added in five rushing touchdowns i mean this guy was kind of everywhere it was like if, if somebody uh took tyree kill and then just like made him 140 percent bigger uh he just he was just everywhere <laughs> And and he's really fast for his size too. And in 2019, um, fell back down to earth a little bit, despite still having kind of the same uh, quarterback connection. Um, it just wasn't there for him, him as much. He still didn't manage a 28% dominator rating, so almost had kind of a a back to back 30% breakout uh, threshold um, streak there to end, to end his career. But you know, Colorado took a little bit of a step back, and and he just fell off a little bit. So. Um, where are you at on Chenault versus the the team? The team has him at seven. Is he the the top guy out of these three for you? And is there anything interesting you'd want to add here?
2: I think he could be. I think I want to see him. I want, I want to confirm what I believe is the case or possibly the case with his athletic profile too. Uh, I think uh, some people uh, throughout college were a little bit worried about his uh, top end speed, or his acceleration or whatever you want to say. But I think a lot of those people I've, I found after really charting more of his games is that, you know, he's actually got really elite wheels. So I, I want to see him just kind of wow some people, get a 4-4 something, even at his size uh, in the 40, just to kind of fix his stock again, uh, just by perception. Because um, I think a lot of people probably have Higgins, they probably have, you know, even Ruggs and maybe Jefferson, a few other people that, um, you know, we're going to talk about today above him right now by consensus. And I think right now I could wait a few picks in many cases, just because when people break down his final season at Colorado and they're like, man, he wasn't even the wide receiver one on his own team. Uh, and, you know, th- and you can get buried in that narrative. But um, I think some people are just second-guess him right now. But I think he's going to wow at the NFL Combine. I, I think that there's, there's going to be great things to come for him. I think the whole process is going to be good. I think he's going to end up getting some top-end draft capital, maybe back in around one, at least, you know, top – top 40 50 picks no like no way he's going lower than that so i think if he sees um the athletic profile that that a lot of people are going to get hyped about and he and he gets in that back into day one draft capital type type area i think if i if i'm believing in that projection I think he probably is atop this this tier for me, especially when you look at his uh, numbers. Any way you want to slice him up, Uh, his peak numbers, especially uh, when you adjust his yards per team pass attempt and things like that, he's got basically like an 80th percentile yards per team pass attempt numbers going on for his his, uh, big season, obviously uh, two years ago. Um, uh, Colorado just didn't score a lot of touchdowns, uh, so his dominator could have really been uh, crazier uh, had he um, you know been given even a larger piece of the pie and if we included you know the rushing touchdowns he mentioned Uh, but yeah there's a lot to be excited about with Chenault, despite uh, the offensive woes and uh, really uh, he missed some games at times and uh, i feel like it would have been great if he would have just had three consecutive seasons that we would have gotten to see him but but still i think you can't deny what he did in 2018 uh, i think he can do that in the pros too.
1: Yeah. Great, great overview. Um, I always like to kind of just cross check, uh, as you mentioned things like adjusted yards per team pass attempt, I like to kind of go back to your adjusted production index numbers, uh, API. Um, Travis came up with a a great way. It's probably about, uh, almost a year ago now. Uh, he and, uh, Blair Andrews over at Rotoviz um, kind of worked on this project and LaVisca Chanel has a 70th percentile um, API and, and and I've got that piece. I've read that piece so many times. I know. I think I think sixty percent, sixtieth percentile is yeah. kind of that barometer we're looking at um, to find the cohort of guys that are generally successful in the NFL as long as they get that day two or day one draft capital. So Schinelli yeah. easily checks those boxes. Um, just talking about um, kind of the the lifeblood metrics for RodaVis. Um, you know, his breakout age uh, is twenty, so he easily eclipses our twenty-one year old. Uh, threshold there. Uh, Sean is an early declare. He's a little bit older um, for an early declare. He is going to be an age twenty two rookie, not an age twenty one rookie. Um, but really checking all of those boxes. And of the three guys that we're talking about here, definitely the thickest player of the three, <laughs> still yeah. having the size. And so, um, the the of these three guys, I think, he, you know, he could, depending on where he lands, he could be the prototypical X out of this group. But he also can be a move receiver. Um, I think he could be used, you know, in in like the second half of Larry Fitzgerald's career type of role as well, where he gets some slot looks and, and does some dirty work and gets a chance to show off his yak ability. So a very, very interesting player, a versatile player. He is nursing an injury, actually kind of a rare injury, I guess. Um, something going on, uh, it's, it's a groin injury, I think actually to his pubic bone, and he may be a little bit imid- uh, limited at the NFL combine. So we might have to wait for pro day to get all of the uh, stuff that we're looking for, for LaVisca, but um, he's kind of a consensus round one projection as well by the media and some of the NFL draft experts. So lots to like here. Our team's um, clearly very high on him. want to cut over to T Higgins. Now T Higgins, this is, this is probably of these three guys. This is like the Debbie blue chip guy that everyone's known (laughs) about uh, forever. You know, he's not a late riser, and uh, Higgins, totally different type of player. Um, he's a more of a rangy player. I think, you know, I, I kind of think stylistically a little bit, maybe more like an A.J. Green. Um, and uh, definitely has that size, does not have the BMI um, of a LaVisca Chenault, That That is for sure. But um, these Clemson wide receivers, Travis, they seem to to do pretty well in the NFL. Um, and and whatever whatever they're feeding them, whatever they're teaching them, in that wide receiver room, seems to be transitioning to the NFL um, really well. well. So of these three, is is Higgins your number two here, or do you have Jefferson in front of him? And what else do the listeners need to know about T. Higgins?
2: Yeah, I think uh, he's probably the two as of today uh, uh, in this crew. And really, it's kind of like he could be um, up there. I mean, he, he could be above Chenault for sure. But I think looking back at you mentioned him being a blue chip player, you know he was a, he was the you know the kind of top twenty top thirty uh, type player in the country, five star four star depending on what you're checking out. I mean he uh, com- coming into college he was supposed to be the the top guy, one of the best receiving threats in the country going into you know wide receiver university, uh, and you know obviously right at the beginning he didn't uh, blow up, I guess because I mean he. Would, he had a couple other guys that were NFL caliber. They're not early-round guys, and so a lot of people may be concerned that he couldn't get on the field and dominate right away as a true freshman. Uh, but, you know, at that time, I mean, they still had Hunter Renfro, Deion Kane, Ray-Ray McLeod, all three all three guys that have made the way around some uh, NFL rosters and uh, just were kind of PPR underneath uh, threats. And uh, Higgins was, you know, he, he could stress the field and really immediately had a 20-yard per reception Uh, tick on all of his receptions as a true freshman but he only had 17 catches so a lot of people you know cooled on him just because he didn't break out like a few other players did immediately in his class but but neither did uh you know rugs or or judy and some other top players either and uh, they just had some other players that they had to kind of fight with and uh, compete with for for, for early career production. But when it uh, was all said and done, obviously Higgins became the, the alpha on that offense, and it uh, really even kind of stood out when you compare him to Justin Ross in this past year as well, just being a scoring machine, 25 touchdowns in the past two seasons, just kind of blowing it up. He's got that 6'4 size. He's got, I mean, if you look at him, he's, he's a little he's not uh like you said as thick as Chenault, but he's he's still a, an alpha X wide receiver that can line up outside and body up any corner you want to put across from him and at the same time he doesn't have the worst uh production numbers. Uh, obviously he was sharing uh, the the targets with some pretty good options, uh, but he also doesn't really have an elite production profile either. It's very very average when you look at uh a, you know NFL drafted wide receivers. So Uh, He doesn't fit in well that way, but, I mean, draft capital cleans up a lot of our concern. I think he's locked in as well for top 40, top 50 uh, capital moving forward. So I'm not really that concerned with Higgins uh, not being uh, an early contributor at the next level. What about you?
1: Um, Yeah, I I think he can definitely contribute um, primarily because, I mean— this this is just a guy that has has a nose for scoring touchdowns. If we look at yeah. the last two seasons, so when he's had a major role, we're talking about the, the college football 2018 2019 seasons. Um, among power five receivers, T Higgins is tied for first with yeah. 25 touchdowns. I mean, it's uh, there's 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 three guys. It's T Higgins, Tyler Johnson, C D Lamb, and of course, of those three guys, we only expect Lamb and Higgins to get the round one draft capital. So that that's that's a way of of looking at these guys. And if you look look at the stats even. I mean, Higgins really does compare favorably with C.D. Lamb. And, uh, I mean, it's 118 to 127 in favor of Lamb in, in uh, receptions. Lamb's got him by 300 yards and change in receiving yards. 2,400, 2,100 and change. And they both have the 25 touchdowns. And, you know, you can argue that, uh, especially in 2019, that Higgins had, you know, better competition from, from teammates uh, for those targets than Lamb. And so uh, I, I think it's definitely something to keep in mind um, with a lot of people having Ceedee Lamb as their consensus number one. Let's not forget about uh, a kind of a similar player um, with an equal ceiling and, and T. Higgins. So um, and just to kind of go back to our, our, our breakout age and our early declare and rookie age uh, conversation here, really like to hit these three things uh, on every prospect. And T. Higgins um, does check. All the boxes. You mean age twenty one rookie? We love to see that. He was an early declare and broke out at age twenty. And again, yeah. just like C D Lamb. I think that's really interesting. So um let's let's kick it over to yet another different type of player. And you and I've had a couple conversations about this guy, and I'm really warming up to him more and more and more, not only because of his amazing stats, but you've got me really intrigued with the idea of him being um, like a mega slot in the, in yeah. the NFL and it's Justin Jefferson um, out of LSU you know with Jamar Chase's uh, insane breakout and Joe Burrow and Clyde edwards Uh there's so much to like about that Tiger offense last year and but Justin Jefferson is I mean he's much better than like a me too type player I mean he has he has a great a great uh profile of his own. And let's just let's just talk about his numbers for a second um, before you hit you know some of the, the API and some of this context. I mean, so as a true sophomore, an H20 sophomore, 874 yards and six touchdowns, and that's in the that's in the first year of the Joe Burrow experiment. It's before we've get we get Brady in there as the passing game coordinator before LSU exploded, right? And he yeah. throws up a 32% dominator rating uh in his sophomore season then in 2019 111 (laughs) receptions for 1540 yards and 18 touchdowns so his 24 touchdowns over the last two years uh i I guess uh we've got to say those other three guys are tied for first so he would rank fourth among all power five receivers in receiving touchdowns over the last two years i mean i think that that's a, a great stat an important stat what do you have on jefferson
2: travis Yes, I mean I really do like him as just the the perfect NFL slot wide receiver. He's he's tall, a little lanky. He's not like super thick like a, like a normal like a big slot would would necessarily be, but he can dominate off the line. Uh, and and I, I don't know why, but teams more often than not would give him a clean release and just give him free reign to get wide open on a post. And I I don't know what what people were thinking like first half of the season uh, given that I mean the year before he was already the wide receiver one uh, for for LSU I mean as a sophomore and he, he was surrounded by a couple other four star five star type talents you know, Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall and he was still dominating the targets dominating the, the yards and, and was leading that offense uh, and again did so this year I think just where the NFL is and where uh, you know slot receivers are are getting their targets uh, in in this day and age. I mean, he's just going to eat up and be a PPR nightmare uh, immediately. Think about like a like a Jarvis Landry, but uh, you know, bigger, faster, probably smarter, and probably perhaps even a better route runner already. Like that that kind of potential being installed into you know a high volume offense i mean it's all about the opportunity at the next level but he's got the the tools he's got the production profile he's he's got all the things that you want to see uh, and he's produced with some of the best players in the country along his side so i'm not concerned about justin jefferson hitting at the next level at all so he's he's maybe even slightly safer than than the other guys that we've talked about just because of what his role projects to be uh, in the NFL. And I believe if he gets the capital, and I, I do believe he will, uh, we're going to see a player that, that a lot of people are excited about uh, moving up draft boards and rookie draft boards here. And just just because he wasn't the name to go to for a long time among uh, Devy players and you know, in NFL draft next, even a year ago doesn't mean that we can't get excited about his NFL future. But, uh, you know, K- Curtis, I, I-, I do want to say a word before we jump into the next crew uh, about our, our sponsor, uh, Untuck It. Uh, because, I-, I mean, have you ever seen an untucked like button-down that just looked, you know, bad? I mean, why was that? I mean, it's, it's just because they weren't meant to be worn that way. But thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt that's actually designed to be worn untucked. And no matter your size or shape untucked shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length with more than 50 plus combinations untucked shirts look great on tall short slim and athletic guys of all ages and really i mean they they can fit my perfect my my, i almost said my perfect frame but fit my frame perfectly just because i i need to dress up with an untucked shirt with the the right look you know for music industry stuff all the time but They're just great for for whatever purpose you want to use them for. I mean, you you can choose from styles with, like, wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And the website is easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to find, you know, that craft that that smart relaxed style of your own, Untuckit is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code blue for 20% off at checkout. That's u n t u c k i t.com and promo code blue for 20% off. So Curtis, uh, who are the other two we're going to talk about before we sign off today? All right. So
1: we we spent a little extra time on those top 3 guys and I think it's because In the right situation, I I actually think, Chenault Higgins or Jefferson, they it is within their range of outcomes to be the wide receiver one for fantasy purposes out of this class. Like they're 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 tier two for us, but it's you know it's like tier two or it's like tier one a really behind you know those other guys. These guys have good profiles, maybe just not quite as sound or didn't have quite the breakout age of of uh, uh, of our tier one guys. Now these last two that we're gonna talk about, these are speed demons. And, um, I, I don't think it's appropriate to talk about them in the same tier as Chenault Higgins or Jefferson, um, at this time. But if all the stars align, either one of these guys could, could prove to be just insane NFL weapons. So we're talking about KJ Hamler and Henry Ruggs. These guys are burners, um, but they have very different profiles, right? So KJ Hamler, um, as, uh, uh, in 2018 had a, a 25% dominator rating. So kind of lowering that threshold down um, meets the the criteria that many in the industry use. You know, of course we use that 30% uh, threshold and he did hit that in 2019 with Penn State, 32% dominator rating had uh, 904 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. Henry Ruggs never, um, never sniffed those types of dominator uh, numbers. He actually, Henry Ruggs actually, uh, decreased his dominator score um, from his freshman to sophomore to junior year. And of course he had a, a different level of competition amongst his teammates, but he went from 21 to 19 to 17, um, never eclipsed 750 receiving yards. Um, it, you know, but I, I think the NFL scouts and the NFL draft Knicks seem to love rugs. And of the two, he's projected with higher draft capital right now, but let's just do a rapid fire heads up. Travis Hamler, Versus Rugs in your own dynasty rookie draft.
2: Right now, and this is not going to be uh, a very popular uh, among most people, <laughs> but right now I, I'm actually going to go with KJ Hamler. That, that would be the pick between those two. And I, I will say, KJ Hamler, one area of, of concern. I, I want to see him improve just from like a film analysis standpoint, as I want to see him proactively attacking the ball rather than letting it come to him. Uh, And that's, I mean, that's over the middle. That's that's in the red zone at times. That's the one red flag that I I don't like to see in my wide receivers. But, uh, and you'll you'll hear people parrot that. Uh, I've seen other reps kind of, uh, kind of like uh, analysts kind of repeat that uh, already. Um, But really, I think a lot of people haven't watched a bunch of Hamler just because he wasn't on Alabama and he wasn't that that you know stud from the ground up that, that was supposed to come in and dominate. it was supposed to come in and make it to the pros and supposed to come in and run a four, two, five. Whereas I really think Hamler's like right there with him on speed. So for me, it's Hamler, but but what about you, man?
1: Well, actually it it doesn't even really matter uh, what I have. I do have Hamler just like one spot above him in my rankings. But if you look in the dynasty command center, rookie guide across our team of five rankers, they're in the same tier, but we've got Hamler one spot above. Um, and so yeah, that's that's really interesting. We've got Hamler yeah. at our 13 overall and Ruggs at 14 overall. Of course, this is pre-combine pre-combine information, but I would say that all five of us um, do have some of our expected combine performance baked into these rankings a little bit. And that's probably why we are a little bit higher on Hamler, maybe than consensus is we do expect him to to run very well. You know, he's a dynamic athlete, um, can contribute in, in a lot of different ways. We've probably for better or worse, we've probably seen a more representative sample of what KJ Hamler can do on the football field than what Henry Ruggs can do, just because of Absolutely. their respect yeah, because of their respective roles. And so, um, I do think Hamler's upside as a fantasy asset in the NFL is capped. Like I don't see a potential future wide receiver one here. Um, whereas I do think it's range of possible outcomes, while not likely, it is range of possible outcomes that Henry Ruggs um has more to his game than what we've been able to see and um, could, you know, potentially be, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill 0.5. Um, and yeah. so I, I don't, yeah. you know, I, I'm not sure that he's quite on that level, but I think it's, we don't know that that's not the case. Yeah. Um, and so with with, with Hamler, I, I really like the idea of him as a really effective and dynamic and electric wide receiver too on a team. Whereas Ruggs, I'm just not, I'm not quite sure if he's a wide receiver three that's taking the top off, or could he even be a team's wide receiver one someday? And so I think that's just what you're balancing. I'm gonna. I, I like leaning towards Hamler because he hits some of those metrics um, that are so important to us and yeah. have been predictive uh, over the course of time. But let's see what happens with the draft capital, and we'll come back to these guys certainly and touch on them again after the combine. So yeah. Travis, looking forward to our next episode uh, or set of episodes. Who are some of the wide receivers we're going to hit in the next week or two?
2: Yeah, I mean we're going to look at guys like I mean ever since the Senior Bowl, KJ Hill has just been a hype machine. Uh, so a lot of people want to hear. Uh, his oh wait, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even do that. I, would, I would, <laughs> can't do it, man. But uh, Gabriel, <laughs> Gabriel Davis, uh, UCF, Michael Pittman Jr., USC. Brian Edwards, obviously, uh, there's been a lot of hype about him here recently. I think he could creep into the tiers that we talked about today. Tyler Johnson, there's, there's several other names, like Isaiah Hodgins. We're, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty on a lot of these guys, these productive guys, these bigger guys, these slot guys. I mean, we're just going to cover it from all the different angles that, that we can. Can't wait to share that. Really can't wait for the NFL Combine so we can just have a few more data points on all these players to help you kind of tackle your rookie drafts and uh, dynasty leagues. But until next time, keep living that dynasty life.